Hey, this is Damien O'Darty, Center Maryland. We're coming live from the Maryland Association of Counties, and we're talking to some thought leaders all across the state and the region. We got Dan Reed here, right? Yes, thanks for having me. You are with an organization called Greater Greater Washington. That's right. I work on housing policy across Montgomery County, Prince George's County in the state, and my goal is to get more homes built and more affordable homes built. Talk to me about uh, Greater Greater Washington. Who's behind that? What's the organization stand for? Sure. It was founded in 2008 by David Alpert, uh, who was a D.C. resident who was interested in advancing a conversation about how the D.C. area could become uh, more, I think, just and fairer for everybody through housing and transportation and education. And it began as a blog. I started writing for that blog in 2009 as a volunteer. And over the past 14 years, it has grown into a nonprofit that does both uh, nonprofit journalism as well as advocacy in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. And that's the side that I'm working on. Uh, my background's in urban planning, and I, I came here a couple months ago because I'm really passionate about getting more homes built. Nice. Where'd you come from? Uh, I grew up in Silver Spring, and I worked as a transportation planner for the past 10 years. Wow. In, uh, in the region or another jurisdiction? Uh, for a firm in the region, but I've worked all over North America. Very cool. Very cool. Talk to me about the housing crisis in Maryland. Um, you know, if I'm a, you know, a regular Maryland voter, talk to me about how that, that complexity of that crisis presents itself in my everyday life, you know? Sure. So at a macro level, you know, we are in a national housing shortage. You know, after the Great Recession, a lot of people either just left the building industry and a lot of communities just stopped planning for more homes, assuming the demand has gone down. And so we're building fewer homes than we've been building in 20 years, whether in the nation as a whole or in the state of Maryland or in local counties, right? Um, what that means for the individual Marylander is home prices have gone up significantly. We're seeing double-digit home price increases year to year for both for sale homes and for rentals. Uh, we're seeing a lack of homes on the market. So when you're actually looking for a home, you have fewer choices. You may have to make greater compromises. Uh, but what it really means is that fewer people have the chance to move to this area and contribute to it. Fewer people have the chance to stay in this area near their family and friends and all the people they care about. Uh, and that ultimately means less stable neighborhoods, less stable families, and a less stable economy. We are literally giving away people and jobs and tax dollars to other states because our housing is so expensive. That's a pretty concise message. Yeah, <laughs> it's bad. So how are local leaders, you know, it's a, these, these national officials, our state officials, our local officials are dealing with many crises in various different sectors. How are the local officials in Montgomery and Prince George's beginning to, to face this? Sure. Uh, Montgomery County is one of the communities around the country that are exploring something called missing middle housing. Basically, it's exploring zoning changes that would make it legal to build more types of homes. Right now, what you see in Montgomery County, like a lot of places are, a lot of detached single-family homes are getting built and a lot of high-rise apartments are getting built because that's what the zoning will allow. Everything in the middle, townhouses, duplexes, like four-unit apartment buildings, are basically illegal to build in most parts of Montgomery County, like most parts of the state. And you might say, well, I've seen those before. And you're right. Either you see them in older communities that were built before zoning or you see them like really far out where you have more outlying suburban communities where they're like, yeah, totally, you can build whatever you want. Um, Think about that word. Which word? Zoning. Zoning. It's, it's, it's wonky and difficult and hard to grasp, right? It seems right? like we're trying to put people in places. We are trying to put people in places. We're trying to give people opportunities to live in the places where they'd like to live near yeah. the stuff they want to be near. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and so 
the idea is to open up zoning to allow more types of homes in areas where right now you can only build a single family house. What about unzoning? I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> zoning, it just sounds like a word from another time or universe. Like we're going to put you kind of people here and we're going to put you kind of people here and we're going to have this kind of thing here to serve. Uh, and it just seems kind of out of date and uh, seems to put more lines and barriers in communities than pulling people together. But I, I don't know, maybe good fences make good neighbors. I'm a land use lawyer by training. So to me, it's I'm rethinking the whole grid. And I wonder if there's any space in the public conversation for that or is that Damien getting a little too far ahead of yourself <laughs> let's focus on well there's a kernel of truth in that right because for much of the 20th century zoning was designed to exclude whether by race initially and later by class you know through the price of housing the types of housing you could provide so um, I'm and not I, so am I so I'm coming out right so now yeah. I'm being re-educated a little bit I would say over the last 10 years here and now I'm saying you know the, the I, I'm wondering, am I throwing the baby out with the bat? If I talk about unzoning, my word, not yours. Uh, am I throwing the baby out with the bathwater because you need to have these constructs to, to, to keep community thriving? Or so, uh, I just wonder if the whole yeah. dynamic isn't kind of... Well, at its best, there. zoning keeps things that shouldn't go together. For instance, people probably shouldn't live near factories right. because of pollution and other concerns like that. Um, so those are things that we should have zoning for. Um, we probably should not have zoning that says, if you can't afford a million dollar house, you shouldn't live in this neighborhood because right. that is effectively what That's we're what saying. That's what we do all the time. Yeah. Right. And that, which means you can only go to this school. That's right. Which means then everybody wants to go to that school. And so that school district gets overcrowded by, while maybe a lesser performing school that have kids with, uh, less of a socioeconomic standing. Uh, you know, it's just... Right. Uh, or it means you have a longer commute because you can't afford to live near your work, so you commute an hour long, and a half, right? and, and that means more traffic, less time for your way. family. Yeah. There are a lot of consequences to this. Like, housing is connected to everything, and what's cool is I think people are starting to finally understand that. So you think Montgomery County or Prince George's County is the better opportunity to uh, make something happen? Montgomery County is the first to have a conversation about opening up single-family zoning. Right. Uh, Prince George's County has a lot of opportunity, too, because they they've have... They've always had, like, the church issues. They've, they've yeah. always had a, a pretty tortured zoning history. They they just rewrote their zoning code uh, in the past few years, and there's also a tremendous amount of opportunity to build new homes around their metro stations. Like, they are the last sort of in the D.C. area to, to do that, to build around metro. They have, I think, 15 stations, many of which, you know, there's a lot of open land. There's opportunity to build lots of new homes. Um... I think as the region continues to grow, more and more folks are going to be looking at Prince George's County as an opportunity for a place to live, to a place to start a business, to do etc. And I think other parts of Maryland are might might uh, miss out on that. It's happening already. <laughs> How do we follow you? You can find me on Twitter at JustUpThePike. You can visit Greater Greater Washington at www.ggwash.org or at ggwash on Twitter. You see that? He's the Just Up The Pike guy. That's how a lot of people would know you on here. That's right. Since 2006. That was when I started the blog. Awesome. Thank you for joining us on Center Maryland. We love your work, and we're excited to see more of what you got in store for us in suburban Maryland when it comes to housing and really all those quality of life issues. I appreciate that. Thanks for having me. Thanks, Dan.